Today's episode is sponsored by ChrisTaylorRacing.com. Welcome to Driven to Compete, where we interview badass, high-performing individuals to learn more about their competitive spirit and share their stories as a form of inspiration for our community. Phil Wurz. W-U-R-Z. Okay. German. Okay, great. Well, I appreciate you being here today. Uh, I know we're going to be uh, have a little bit of noise here because yep. we're right on the front stretch of VIR, Virginia International Raceway. And uh, you're one of several people that I met uh, this weekend. It's been a really group, great group of people, um, a lot of BMW racers. Yep. So tell me just a little bit about your world right now. What do you do uh, related to racing? Uh Right now, when it comes to racing, uh, Specky 46 is what I race mostly. Uh, been doing that for two, this is my third year racing, racing that car. Uh, did Specky 30 before that, then moved up to a little bit faster car, and uh, parts started getting a little bit unattainable for Specky 30s, so I made a shift to something a little bit newer. Um, also do a good bit of champ car racing. So we've got a champ car team at the place that I work, Bremer World. Um, and yeah, that's uh, quite a bit of that. So tell us a little bit about Bimmer World. Bimmer World. Uh, that is a BMW performance and OEM part supplier. We really have kind of everything, kind of a one-stop shop, uh, whether you're looking for floor mats for your X5, uh, which a lot of people use in X5s for their tow vehicles and whatnot, or everything you need for your Stucky 46, your F8X. Um, we've got a big F8X project we've been working on for the GT more. Um old cars, E30s, whatever it is, you know, kind of got massive warehouse full of all kinds of components that we ship out daily. Gotcha. Where is that located at? Uh, Southwest Virginia. We are in Dublin, which is a little bit south of Blacksburg, which is a little bit further south of uh, Roanoke. Gotcha. So you live and work there in that area? Yes, I do. Gotcha. Um, so how many races do you get to over a course of a year? It varies. Uh, I'm also a dad. So having a kid, uh, that, that always takes priority. So the racing is secondary to, to the family thing, but I try to hit at least five, five, five-ish. Um, yeah. If I had more time, it'd probably be more in the H10 range. Got it. Got it. Now, I met your wife earlier. Yes. So she's involved as well? She is. Yeah. She uh, she also works at Bimmer World. Both of us have been there coming up on 16 years. Oh, wow. So we, we've been there a while. Um, she's general manager that, uh, general manager there. I'm, I'm operations manager. So... Um, yeah, we've we've had a good a good thing going there. Met there, and she also races. She was uh, she's here helping out with the Emerald EWCCA Club Race School, instructing at that. Um, and uh, she will also have a Specky 46 one day. Okay, I've got a donor car that we're uh, we're waiting to build. I've got a garage going up right now, and once that garage is done, we'll we'll get cracking on that build. Nice. I heard you guys talking about the foundation going into that garage. Yes, as as we left, the concrete was being poured. Actually, so pretty excited to get back and see that. That's awesome. Um, so how'd you, how'd you get started with racing? What brought you to racing? I've always had a thing for BMWs. Uh, my brother's fault. Um, I bought a BMW on the NIM when I was, uh, when I was 15 and it started there. And then I went to school out in Southwest Virginia where Bimworld is and needed a job. So got involved there and kind of from there, Bimworld was my, was my key to doing this. Uh, I got thrown in a little on the deep end. 
with uh, Chump Car. Now it's called Champ Car, but was then then Chump Car. Yeah. And no real track experience. Had one D under my belt and uh, went racing. And that was that was quite an experience to have minimal experience and then just jump in and go wheel to wheel. Well, tell me more about that. I'm I'm interested to hear about that story. My uh, we were at AMP. It was it was uh, that was my first race, AMP, and we had an E36. And I uh, I remember specifically going out and being terrified and I'm stuck behind a Miata and I'm not stuck behind a Miata. I just didn't know what to do. And it must've been three or four laps. So I'm like, what do I do? How do I get around this guy? I'm nervous. What's going on? I uh, then found my way around and it all started to click after that. And we got a decent little bit of go-kart experience from back in the day. And I grew up on a farm. So I always had four wheelers, dirt bikes, things like that. I, I like to go fast and it started clicking. And then um, from there I was, I was hooked and, yeah, I kept on kept on trucking on it. So the go kart racing. Well, when were you doing that? Uh, nothing, nothing real. No real competitive go kart racing. Just fun. Yeah. At the, you know, whatever track I could find. My brother and my father. We used to go on trips, and we would always um, find various go kart tracks around and just go go get those as we could. Okay. Just, just have fun, kind of a fun cool kind of thing. Um. So t- tell me a little bit about um. You know, that was the first race, a little bit of nerve wrack there, but um, any other races that stand out from you where it was like, man, it, this is not a good day? Not a good day. There have been a few not good days. Yeah. Um, there have been a few incidents, some my fault, some mostly not my fault, thankfully. Yeah. Um, but part of racing, there, there are incidents. Yeah. The one clear outlier, though, is uh, 2020 Champ Car Race. BIR South Force. Um, I rolled a car six and a half times. Coming through Oak Tree, um, me and another car made contact, and it was one of those situations where had we just been a little bit further or behind, um, probably would have just been a little bit metal contact, no issue, but my right rear tire hit his left front as he had steering input, which meant that my right rear just climbed up, and I went for a big old barrel roll and landed on my roof. Wow. That was, uh, it was intense. Yeah. Um, at about 45 degrees, it's like, whoa, this is, this is kind of wild. And now I'm going to hang on for the ride for this one. And, uh, you know, sitting there upside down, seeing fluids coming out from the front, like, I got to get out in this car. Yeah. Sap. So, you know, climbed out and, uh, I was all good. Checked my limbs. Like, am I in shock? Is everything okay? Yeah. What's going on? And, you know, fortunately, uh, I did have a, a minor concussion, and uh, but really, that was it. Uh, safety equipment all did its job, and I'm here to race again. Yeah, for something like that, just the barrel rolls and everything, just it's amazing the the safety in the cars. Yeah. Um, there was no hard impact, so you know, I by by barrel rolled and slid into a wall, but you know, the energy was able to dissipate throughout the rolls. I guess. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so what about, tell me about maybe one of your, your best victories. Best victory would be, uh, we won the 24 hour, um, champ car race at VIR here. Gosh, that was 2018 or 2019. Um, that was a big one for us. That was, that was pretty massive. We, we had gotten second a couple of times and nothing wrong with second. Pretty, pretty thrilled to get second. But when you, when you find your way on the podium that close a couple of times, you're really itching for that top step. And, uh, yeah, it was a massive team effort and everyone really just pulled together and, and we, we made it happen. And that was, that was definitely the high point. 
Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. So tell me a little bit more about the format for that. For some people that don't understand the 24-hour races, how does that work? How many drivers, you know, and same, same car the whole time? And- yep, same car the whole time. Um, the way the champ car rules are, a driver limit is two hours. So every driver can only be in the car for two hours and they have to get out. Um, so you're trying to maximize that. You're trying to hope that you have a fuel capacity and you have a car that can have that has good fuel mileage to go two hours because if you don't your chances start to decline significantly of, of being competitive um we normally do it with six drivers some can do it with as little as four some will have some more but um six is typically a pretty good number because that kind of averages out to two stints per driver and everyone can get good rest um it's a massive it's brutal it's so brutal it's a, it's a massive team effort it's not just the drivers it's really all about the crew um, you know, you're sitting there three, 4 AM, like, gosh, so like, what, what are we doing here? Just so tired. And, um, but we've, we typically have a skeleton crew, but we've got a little bit better and had a few more people come on where we can actually, uh, get some naps in here and there. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, anything could happen at any time. It doesn't, yes. it doesn't matter when it is. Yeah. You've got to have a couple people ready to go at any given point in time so that they can be at the pit wall. So you kind of need to have at least a couple of anchor people that are kind of, you know, your, your car chiefs. Um, so yeah, we typically have a, we have a few now and we've got a pretty good team. So did you have any issues that you had overcome for that race? Uh, for that race? No, that race was pretty smooth. We've, we've certainly had some issues. I think we had one, um, minor, if it was the same race, a minor expansion tank issue with the cooling system. Um, but we were able to fix that early and, and get back. So what's, what's probably the biggest thing you have had to overcome at a race, race weekend, where you guys just pulled off a miracle just to get it back on track? Uh, well, this last event, um, the last 24-hour, we, we had a, a more fresh car, um, the car that Carrie's driving this weekend for the, for the instructor school. Um, we had a very trying, trying uh, time with that thing. We had some ABS issues, some wiring issues, some, some other random things that popped up, and... It was, uh, we actually had had a lot of struggle the past few races and, and hadn't finished a race in a while. So we ended up mid-20th in that race, but we overcame a lot of things as a team just to rally around and, and make sure we were going to do what we could to get that thing to the finish line. And I'll tell you what, after having, I think, two years of issues and just banging our heads against the wall, just across the finish line at the 24 was like, hallelujah, this is amazing. It was, It felt like, just a massive team, big morale booster. <laughs> Have you had any issues with that car since? Uh, so this is actually its first session, uh, its first event back. Um, we we had it parked. We just put a, a new chassis harness in it. We feel like the chassis harness had had a bit of issues. Um, ran great yesterday. Uh, actually have a little bit of an issue with the throttle body today. So gonna gonna work on that. But right now we're kind of shaking it back out and making sure we get everything straight. Cool. Then you guys. Um, offer opportunities to rent any of your cars that you have or not really? No, we don't. Um, the way our sham car team operates is really, um, for team building and to get people in the, in the office and the warehouse, wherever it is, uh, in the facility. Um, 
we're also a pro race team. So we, we have, uh, the guys are actually out of Sonoma for SRO race this weekend. So we've got a couple of new G82, GT4s out there and the GT3 running out there this weekend. Um, but really it's, it's a great opportunity for, you know, the sales guys, we're, we're selling this stuff and talking to customers and this is, we're doing it. We're practicing it. We're not just, um, guys behind a desk that are desk jockeys. We are actively involved in the racing community, um, which if you talk to people around the paddock, I think it shows. And, mm-hmm. and I think people uh, appreciate what we offer in that, in that yeah. room. So how would you suggest for somebody wanting to get into racing? What's, what's the best way for maybe them to get started? It, it all typically starts with DEs, driver educations, um, HBDs, high performance driver educations. Um, you don't have to have a fancy car for that. Everyone always thinks, and, and even some of the guys at the, at the shop think, you know, I gotta have, I gotta have this awesome suspension. I gotta have this, these crazy tires. I gotta have all this safety equipment. And no, driver education, just go out there with your car, make sure you have good pads and good tires on the car, but really, just go experience it. And then you'll start working into it and start making car improvements on the line, but don't feel like you have to have this massive, unattainable ton of work into your car to go do this and get started. It's it's not that crazy to get involved and there are various organizations. Um, Tar Heel puts on a great one. Um, we got another event here in, in a couple of weeks with the, with the driving school that, that I'll be instructing at. And um, some events, some, some organizations are a little different than others. Some don't have instruction. I would really recommend that if someone is getting involved to start out with, do an event that has instruction. For those that just do track days, it can become, you can develop bad habits pretty quickly oh, yeah. and get yourself in a bad situation. So when you say instruction, that is an instructor sitting next to you in the right seat while you're driving, telling you what to do throughout the course. Right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, mm-hmm. at, and at the entry level, you know, at the, the novice level, really that instructor is going to a good instructor at least is going to walk you through the whole track. They're going to really communicate quite a bit and help you not feel overwhelmed because you can get tunnel vision really bad. You're not, you're not going to be paying attention to your mirrors. It's, it could be a lot. Yeah. It's one thing. Um, when I was first learning how to drive, one thing that they said is, um, some people having gone into this are like, yeah, I'm really focused and like, no, actually what you need is you need to see everything at all times. 360 awareness. Yeah. And you've got to be, and you've got to have a system, you know, I'm, Glance in my mirrors all the time and, you know, eyes up. Don't just focus right or right ahead of you. I mean, it's, it's some of the basic stuff. And even to this day, sometimes I'll be, I'll be driving the car and I'm like, Phil, what are you thinking? Eyes up. Look yeah. up. Look at, look ahead. Yeah. Well, what do you think is the hardest thing for new people to learn um, on the track? What, what is the thing that's the most intimidating for most folks? Uh, <clears throat> some people just straight up don't like speed and they will, you know, just hit 90 miles an hour on straight, even though they could be doing 120 or 130, and they'll level off there and then find mm-hmm. their comfort. Um, people typically don't aren't super comfortable with a car moving around under them. Yeah, that, that's something to get the get the hang of. Um, I recommend skid pad. If if anyone has an opportunity to get to a skid pad, that really helps car control stuff. So describe that to somebody who doesn't know what skid pad. Is. Oh, skid pad. Basically, you're a big open parking lot that is soaked with water and you're going to go slide the car around and make corrections and figure out how to make these corrections and get the car straightened back out and figure out what the car is doing in certain scenarios yeah that's cool um well um i you know i think that's 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 about it really i I wanted to get is you know another perspective from somebody in the bmw organization and you are racing this weekend so i am yes you've got a 
practice session already? I've done, yeah, practice this morning already, qualifying in a couple hours, and then the race at the end of the day. Awesome. And that's today's Friday. So what else do you have for Saturday and Sunday? Uh, two races on Saturday and then a race Sunday morning. That's a lot of races. It's four races this weekend, which is uh, UWCCA Club Racing does a really good job of hacking in the races and letting, you know, really giving maximum track time and maximum race time to their, uh, you know, we are their customers. I mean, so awesome. Not about it. Man, thank you. Absolutely. Appreciate it. I want to thank you for listening or watching Tried to Compete. It's been a pleasure sharing this episode, and I hope that we've provided some inspiration and entertainment along the way. I absolutely love hearing from you, and I promise I'll personally respond to every comment, every question, and every request. If you want to connect, start with our website, driventocompete.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter. Whether you reach out or not, please like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, go kick some ass.